0: Chapter Seventeen of A King in Babylon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellen Preckel. A King in Babylon by Burton Egbert Stevenson. Chapter Seventeen. It must have been half an hour before Jimmy opened his eyes, and when he tried to walk, he found himself so weak that we had to send two men along with him to help him over to the tents you lie down for a while said creel and tell my wife to give you a lemonade with a dash of brandy in it jimmy smiled feebly i'll be all right in half an hour he protested it's just this infernal heat and he wavered away up the steps with a native supporting him on either side mademoiselle roland who had seated herself on the empty mummy-case watched him with every appearance of anxiety as he tottered away out of sight he seems very ill she said sympathetically but nevertheless i thought it strange that she hadn't offered to hold his head or something and stranger still that when he opened his eyes the second time jimmy hadn't once glanced in her direction if there really was an understanding between them they were certainly taking extraordinary pains to conceal it he is ill said creel savagely and what's more i'm afraid he's going to be worse do you really think it is just the heat professor davis was combing his beard thoughtfully what else could it be i don't know but does heat affect a man that way oh quite frequently it makes people light-headed gives them hallucinations and all that jimmy certainly has the hallucinations all right commented creel there's one comfort anyway i said they don't interfere with his acting jimmy never did better work than he did this morning why when he looked down at that mummy he made my flesh creep you'd have sworn he was seeing just what he pretended to see perhaps he was said davis in a low voice in fact I think that is just what made him keel over, a hallucination that the mummy was really coming to life. Creel slapped his leg. That's it, he said. Then, when he opened his eyes, the first thing he saw, almost before he got his senses back, was the princess there on the ground where the mummy had been, and he thought it was true, and it set him off again. Yes, agreed Davis. I think that's it. Is there anything we can do for him? Nothing but keep him quiet out of the sun and give him cooling drinks. "'I thought so,' said Creel. "'I only hope he won't get worse. "'For his own sake, of course, as well as for mine. "'But it certainly would be an awful blow "'if he couldn't go ahead with the picture.' "'Well, princess,' he added, turning to her with a smile, "'thank heaven you're ready to go ahead.' "'Oh, yes,' she said, and rose eagerly. Creel stood a moment, looking down at her. "'I don't know how you do it,' he said, "'but you certainly get the real Oriental atmosphere. "'You would deceive the Muslims themselves.' "'Do you think so?' she laughed. "'then I should have no difficulty in deceiving Americans.' "'You'll lift them off their seats,' said Creel. "'I tell you seriously, Princess, that your fortune is made.' "'I shall never forget who made it for me,' she said, and dropped him a small curtsy. Creel laughed grimly. "'If I had any sense,' he said, "'I'd sign you up right now for a five-year contract.' "'I am ready.' "'No, it wouldn't be fair to you. "'But I want you to give me the first chance.' "'The first chance and the second, and as many as you like,' she said earnestly. "'I promise you that.' "'Shake hands on it,' said Creel, and I could see that he was moved. "'Now,' he added, in another tone, "'there are two or three fadeaways we can make without Jimmy, "'and some seeds inside your tent.' "'Will you need any of the natives?' asked Davis. "'Only three or four fat ones to act as eunuchs,' said Creel. "'There aren't any fat ones,' said Davis, "'but I'll pick out the least skinny. "'I'll put the others to work then. "'There's no use letting them stand around idle.' "'and I've just got to a place which promises to be interesting.' "'All right,' said Creel with a smile. "'Work em as hard as you'd like.' "'And then we did two or three fadeaways of the princess and the mummy, "'one of them inside the mummy case set against the wall, "'and by that time it had grown so hot that we knocked off work till afternoon. "'Davis, who had discovered a fresh strip of wall, "'declared he would keep the natives going for another hour "'if he had to take a whip to them, "'and we left them toiling up and down the steps with their baskets of sand "'and the sweat running from them in streams.' We found Jimmy sitting in front of the shelter tent, talking to Ma Creel and Molly. How do you feel? asked Creel, stopping in front of him, and eyeing him severely. I feel all right, Jimmy answered, and except for a slight pallor, he seemed quite himself again. I don't know what came over me. I just seemed to go sort of light-headed. Davis says that's the way heat affects some people, said Creel. You'll have to keep out of the sun as much as you can. Yes, I suppose that was it, Jimmy assented but it seemed to me that there was a certain lack of conviction in his voice anyway i'm ready to go to work again there's no more work till afternoon said creel shortly you sit still digby i'm ready to set up that fancy tent all right said digby and hastened away toward the storehouse and presently with the help of the natives whom davis had told off to assist they erected a gorgeous strip of decorated canvas representing the entrance to a tent the kind one sees in pictures in the arabian nights The other side, of course, represented the inside of the tent, and here rugs and cushions and tabrets and such things were arranged to simulate a luxurious oriental interior. While Digby and Creel were laboring away at this, Davis came up and stopped to watch them. "'Hello,' he said. "'What's all this?' "'This,' said Creel, "'is the tent the king provides for his favorite when he takes her with him on a journey.' "'I thought the favorites were always left at home,' smiled Davis, and amused themselves with another lover in the king's absence. That's usually the way in the story-books. This one was the victim of an infamous plot, said Creel. You see, she had been brought from away up the river, and worshipped other gods, so the priests didn't like her, and neither did the former favorite, and neither did the prime minister, who was the former favorite's lover. So they framed up an accusation that she had desecrated an altar, and the king, who had begun to weary of her anyway, decided to treat himself to a new sensation by burying her alive, and brought her out here to do it. "'Afterward comes remorse, when he finds that it was a frame-up, "'but I think I told you about that. "'Just now we're getting ready for the scene "'in which he tells her of her approaching fate.' "'Rubbish!' scoffed Davis, and hurried on to clean up for lunch. "'I know it sounds like rubbish,' said Creel, "'looking around at his properties and addressing Digby and me. "'And furthermore it looks like rubbish. "'But wait till I get it put together in a picture.' "'At lunch Jimmy seemed to be quite all right again, "'and protested that he had never felt more fit. So, as most of our work would be done in the shade anyway, Creel told him to go ahead and get into his Oriental costume. Ma Creel and Molly and Digby also got into theirs, Mustafa was summoned, and invested with his robes of office, and six bronze Egyptians were draped in some voluminous white garments, supposed to resemble those which eunuchs of the harem habitually wore. We did some stunning scenes before the tent and inside it. Jimmy's acting wasn't up to that of the morning, but it was very good, and Mademoiselle Roland was fairly vibrant very little rehearsing was necessary for they both had caught the spirit of the story and creel became more and more radiant as the scenes proceeded we've got it he said to me once in a low tone that fairly sizzled with excitement great scott billy just look at that woman and i looked as i ground steadily away and was thrilled through and through why so gifted a woman had been permitted to play minor parts i could not understand Perhaps she had never before found one that exactly fitted her, or perhaps there was a cabal against her, such as I had heard sometimes existed among French actors. But the cabal, if it ever existed, would be helpless now, for her name was made. Jimmy did his best to play up to her, but it was easy to see that she would carry off the honors of the picture. It was hard work, and we were all pretty tired when Creel finally thrust his script into his pocket and announced that we were done for the day. "'We'll do the Burying Alive scene in the morning,' he said. "'I've got to get the ground ready for it, and it will take some time. "'Now, Jimmy, I want you to take a good rest, "'for the scene will have to be played over there in the excavation, "'and it will be a strenuous one. "'I don't want you to keel over right in the midst of it.' "'No fear,' Jimmy assured him. "'And you, Princess,' added Creel, "'you've worked hard this afternoon, and done wonderfully. "'I congratulate you.' "'Thank you,' said Mademoiselle Roland. "'But I am very strong. I feel that I could go on forever.' "'No, you couldn't,' said Creel sharply, and looked more closely at her flushed face and shining eyes. "'I shouldn't be surprised if you had a touch of fever this minute.' "'No, no,' she protested. "'I have, perhaps, a little, a very little agitation, but that is natural.' "'Well, no more for to-day,' said Creel. "'You go and lie down and rest until dinner-time.' She dropped him a mock curtsy and hurried away to her tent. "'Put your box away, Billy,' said Creel to me, "'and we'll go over to the excavation and get things ready for morning.' "'Mustafa, take the robes off those fellows "'and give them some tobacco or something.' "'Very good, Tsar, said Mustafa. "'But they deserve nothing. "'They have done no work. "'They'll jump quicker when I want them to do some,' "'Creel pointed out, "'and Mustafa bowed before his superior wisdom. "'As we walked over toward the excavation, "'we were surprised to see no sign of the laborers "'toiling up with their endless baskets of sand. "'It can't be that he's knocked off work,' said Creel. "'He'd never do that, unless something's happened.' "'And then we came to the top of the stair.' by george he cried i believe the old scout has really found something for the whole bunch of natives were grouped together at the farther end of the excavation staring at something that looked like another fragment of wall right in front of the wall we caught a glimpse of davis's white helmet i don't know why it was but we both bounded down those steps and across the excavation and pushed through the crowd of natives as though we had some vital interest in davis's discovery whatever it might be we saw that it was indeed a fragment of wall which he had uncovered a wall built of small square blocks of white stone laid in some dark mortar and davis was carefully brushing the sand from some sort of inscription what is it professor asked creel found something whew he whistled as davis started round at the sound of his voice yes i guess you have for the little man was trembling with excitement his face was as white as his beard his eyes were shining with a strange unearthly light The missing link he answered hoarsely the missing link by god i've found it the missing link creel echoed staring at the wall i always thought that was a monkey or something no no the missing link in the history of egypt the clue to the great riddle a light on the darkness of five centuries there it is in front of you i followed his shaking finger and saw cut in one of the stones of the wall a sort of oval with some strange marks inside of it and standing on a flat base At the top was a circle with a dot in the middle, then a dash, then a triangle, then a section of saw-teeth, then a thing that might have been intended for an arm holding a whip, and finally some more saw-teeth. Do you mean this thing? asked Creel, and put his finger on the oval. Don't touch it! Don't touch it! screamed Davis, snatching his hand away. Yes, I mean that, but you couldn't guess what it is. Not by any possibility could you guess what it is no said creole looking at it with his head on one side i couldn't unless some boy found a nail or something and amused himself by scratching boy cried davis amused himself why man that is the cartouche of se kenyan ray chapter seventeen